Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp. And today, I'm excited to welcome a guest onto the show who I met at an in-person event last year at the Toronto Region Board of Trade. He's a successful entrepreneur, and we've had many interesting conversations about his entrepreneurial journey across different markets. So, Victor Salinas, buenas tardes y bienvenidos. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for having me today. All right, Victor. It's so great to connect again with you. And, uh, you know, let's uh, let's get this uh, conversation started. So, you know... Give us a little bit of a background about yourself and, uh, you know, what you do. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, well, my name is Victor Salinas. Uh, I've been working in the financial industry for the last 20 years. So my background is a system engineer. And um, I decided to, uh, to start my company 10 years ago, uh, just after I studied one year in, in Toronto, English in Toronto. And when mm-hmm. I came back to my country, just I, I don't know, I decided to change the way I, I was like a, a, a defining how how to work in the in the IT company. So I decided to create my own company. Yeah. Okay, well that's uh, th- that's great, and you know, thanks so much uh, for sharing that with us. And uh, so, Victor, why don't you talk to us a, a bit about the recent project you know that you've been been involved in that you're very excited about. Well, I have to say that Smart Council is uh, the project that is taking like uh, 100% of my time right now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, after all this COVID uh, crisis, uh, we realized that uh, companies are, are trying to to improve their internal financial process. And I think uh, we have this momentum with the Smart Council and now we are focusing, on, you know, uh, uh, improve the marketing strategy. And also we are working in the sales strategy. So we are very excited about this project. Mm, okay. No, that's uh, that's really interesting. And we'll definitely go back to uh, the topic about Smart Console in a second. But, um, you know, on to the next question, which uh, is something you talked about a little bit already in the past couple of minutes. What is it that motivated you to enter the world of entrepreneurship, you know, like uh, to get you to start your own business? And uh, also, most importantly, um, how did you manage to identify this unmet need or gap in the market that inspired you to start uh, Aontech, which is your company, and then develop a platform like Smart Conceal? Well, I started the company by accident. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Uh, after uh, went back to my country 10 years ago, when I went back to Mexico, I was trying mm-hmm. to get a job with a different perspective, right? After like yeah. you know spending uh, uh, one year in Canada, I really love the, the way that, that people are like uh, interacting and the way that they're like creating good things. So I was trying mm-hmm. to replicate that in Mexico, but it's, it was kind of difficult for me to get a job. So that's right. why I say by accident because I, I didn't plan in right in that way. So I didn't like mm-hmm. I was like dreaming to create a company. So mm-hmm. I just need to get you know. Uh, well, revenue. I need to get uh, money to survive. So, uh, because I couldn't find a job uh, in the first six months, I decided that probably the best the best way to to start having something is uh, uh, creating my own company and, and you know creating uh, different things to way to do do the stuff. I, I already mm-hmm. have experience working in the financial industry. Yeah. So I I talked with a couple of of previous uh, clients and started like I'm having conversation and see if we can like uh, create. 
new stuff for them. So this is basically how uh, I started my my, my company. Uh, my wife, uh, my, my wife was my my first investor. I would say that she was oh, like wow. uh, basically <laughs> paying the bills in in the first two years uh, until we get uh, our first customer, of course. And well, you know, yeah. uh, we started the company as a software camp- a software factory company. Yeah. And based on that experience, we 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 could learn a lot of uh, you know. Uh, process internal process in the financial institutions and and, and and based on that we started creating our own product so smart console mm-hmm. was a platform which is uh, one of our first customer requires us to build in order to help them to you know to, to get a better understanding about the cash flow and and, and, and how the moving is moving in, in the financial institutions so we 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 decide to create uh, this product and then we start selling to other companies and we realize that this process is not just for financial institutions, but also any kind of company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great story about how you started your own business. And uh, how long have you been running your company now, Victor? And uh, I started the company in two thousand nine, so it's okay. been like more than ten years. Like running oh, the company. Wow. Okay, that's uh, and that, that's quite impressive. And you're. Uh, you started out in Mexico, but you, uh, from what I, from what I understood, you started out in Mexico, and you also branched out to other countries in Latin America, right? Yes, I started a company mm-hmm. uh, in Mexico, and mm-hmm. I think three years ago, in two thousand seventeen, I start thinking about how we can grow our business in in, in new markets. So, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course, because my previous experience, I, I thought that uh, Canada would be a good place for us to to grow the company so mm-hmm. but i didn't know how to do that so i just basically came here i registered some uh blockchain and and fintech mm-hmm. events and well i was like a, you know um, knowing people that basically helped me to understand the ecosystem we were part of uh an, uh, an um, incubator program called latin startups and then yeah. Uh, I um, decide to uh, incorporate a company here in Canada. Mm-hmm. We apply for different accelerator programs here. Right now, we are part of the Accelerator Center uh, program in Waterloo. And also, mm-hmm. we are part of the Mar Venture Services in, in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we decide to, to, to incorporate a company here, try to, uh, you know, to, to grow the market. And, and uh, at the end of the last year, beginning of this one, we decide that probably would be a good idea is, uh, trying to get uh, some traction in, in South America. So we mm. start having operations in Colombia. And mm. I think uh, it was a very good um, uh, decision because right now we are like uh, having good traction there. So right now we are having, the company have present in, in three different countries, Mexico, mm-hmm. Colombia, and, and, and Canada. And, yeah. and with that, we want to cover the whole continent. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's an amazing story, but um, it looks like it looks like you're on the right path, and uh, it's also quite amazing that you've um experienced this kind of growth, um, during this period, which is not always a given, right? I mean, you also hear about like you know uh, things going the other in the other direction, especially during uh during these times. Yes, yes, it's it's, it's not it's not easy to be honest, right? Uh, yeah. I think uh one of the challenges as an entrepreneur is that you have to. You have to find a way to grow, right? Uh, yeah. Not not all of these companies has the 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 um the good experience uh, getting investment in the beginning. You know, not mm-hmm. not all of us we can access to this kind of 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 um, uh, investment. 
Mm-hmm. So we need to find a way. At, at the end of the day, as as a CEO or as an entrepreneur, uh, you need to you need to be um, you know resilient and persistent, right? Mm. Even yes. that I know uh, at the beginning of this crisis, I thought that it, it would be really hard for us not to grow, but uh, at least survive during the whole mm. pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I think like three the, the, uh, three months ago, we start realizing that the the, the customers. They're not. They're not like uh, closing their their uh, um, companies, but they're mm. looking for different ways to improve because mm. uh, they are accelerating the process to improve their their uh, their operations. So, and that right. involves uh, a huge amount of technology in yes. order to do that, right? So, yeah. I think that's that's uh, the, the good thing for us, the company like us, that we are in, in the financial uh, space in, in the mm. company. So, we are. We are uh, uh, um, good aggregators to, to their uh, innovation in, in this company. So right. that this is, I think, that 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 is why right now we are start getting some traction. We we're having a good momentum, and mm-hmm. yes, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very, I'm very happy. I, I know that still there's a lot of work to do, and yes. that's that's the reason because we are looking for investment right now. Yeah. But I think we are we are we we're, we're doing the the thing that we're supposed to do in order to grow. Mm, mm. No, that's absolutely incredible, Victor. And I think you're also, you know, your company is uh, uniquely positioned also to um, to address these uh, changing dynamics in the market. And, you know, part of it is also because of technology. And the other part is because of the way that you're positioned for the financial sector, uh, which brings me to my next uh, question. Um, and this is more from a top level perspective. So in January uh, of this year, um, when people were still doing in-person events, I went to one such event uh, in Toronto, and it was hosted by um, the Paytex Association of Canada. So there was a panel um, of industry experts there from you know from the finance sector, and the discussion focused on the need for the Canadian financial sector to reform in order to stay competitive. So now, you know, from your experience, you know, being here in Canada, uh, what do you think? Uh, is required for um, you know the uh, the financial sector in Canada to change, and why do you think Canada's financial sector has been so slow to adapt to current market dynamics? Well, I, I think the big difference that that I found between let's say Mexico and Canada as, mm-hmm. as a countries is that uh, here in Canada they're like kind of I would say monopoly be- between mm-hmm. the big five banks. Right. So everything happens between all these five banks, and and, and also, uh, I was I was uh, impressed when I, I I learned how to pay here using Interact, for example, right, the, mm-hmm. the platform. So this is something that we don't have in Mexico. It's, right. it's not that easy to 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 make a payment, but at, at the same at the same time. Um, because it's it's uh, the market is very close here, and it was basically five big players uh, yeah. controlling the whole market. It's it's kind of difficult, for example, to to add more value for for the customer, right? If you wanna mm-hmm. you know uh, create a new ways to receive payment transactions, it's kind of difficult if you are not following the regulations. And and their regulation here in Canada, I think they're very strict. Yes, and I think it's it's not it's not a bad thing. But mm. it has to be open for this new fintech uh, um, ecosystem, right? It's, it's, right. Uh, because if not, uh, if you are a fintech company, you need to have a, a deal 
on agreement with a financial institution here in order to offer these services. So mm. instead of making easier or, or cheaper, it's, it's going to be expensive because there is another layer in the process to to connect the, you know the dots, right? right. Uh, for example, what happens in, in, in Latin America is that most mm. of the uh, most of the customer they don't have a, a bank account. You know, sixty percent of people they don't have a bank account, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of cash moving in the market. So, right. uh, you know, fintech companies they're trying to uh, um, bring all these uh, users into the into the financial network, right? Because they, yes. they're not using any any type of credit or debit card. In Canada, the story is different because I, I think more than 20, 90% of, of customers, they, they're paying in with debit credit, right? So, yeah. but, I, but I think uh, getting to the, into the Canadian market as a fintech company, there's a lot of uh, challenges in the regulation perspective. So I think mm -hmm. there is, a, uh, you know, talking about blockchain, talking about um, AI technology in, in the financial sector, because, you know, AI is, is too, too, you can apply for many different industries. But talking yes. about uh, fintech in the financial sector, I think the regulation has to change in order to open the market to, to different players. You know, for example, in, in, in UK, we're talking about uh, open banking system, right? It's like mm. Uh, mm. fintech, small uh, uh, technology companies, they can offer uh, different type of services connecting to their uh, financial institutions or the yeah. insurance companies, you know? So I think this is, uh, I think this is the, 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 um, the place where the Canadian financial sector needs to move forward, needs to like mm. change all these regulations in order to adapt all these new technologies. Right. And no, thanks for sharing that. And I think you brought up such a uh, such a great point when you said that um, you know uh, these these uh, this monopoly um, you know it needs to be loosened a little bit in order to introduce competition because I think it's also quite healthy uh, for the economy uh, to have um, you know a, a bit of a, a balanced um, you know a, a bit of a balance in terms of competition, right? So it's um, because it also helps um, the sector to. Uh, adjust um, and continuously innovate and also become better, right? Because at, at the end of the day, it's also about like finding better ways to serve customers. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. you can uh, improve the 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 user experience, right? Yes. You can offer better services, and I think people in in Canada, especially in Toronto, they are willing mm -hmm. to test new 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 platform. They always want to be ahead of the technology, and I think right. it's, it's it's a really nice and good place for tech companies to test these new products because people yes. are willing to to test it right but but the problem right. is it is really hard to to create new 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 technologies new platform if the regulation are very uh, you know strict in 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 terms of 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 um of financial um, um interaction you know with the money transfer and all this stuff Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I think you you also brought up a really good point about fintech. So if we're going to try to look at this from a long-term perspective, and we're just talking about the Canadian market for the moment, right? Um, looking at this from a long-term perspective, uh, what role do you think that companies like yours, as well as other fintech firms, have in a market like Canada? Well, I, I think we are not the we're not competing against financial institutions, right? Mm. We are just, and this is something that I, I, I really uh, always think of, uh, about mm -hmm. it is we are more like a, a, their a technological arm from financial institution, right? Right. Uh, in, in a financial 
uh, institution is, re- is is kind of difficult to to switch from one technology to another mm-hmm. in a short period of time, right? They they need mm-hmm. to make sure that this technology works. So you know, for a comp- for a financial institution, testing blockchain or AI, it's 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 kind of a, you know challenging because they have yeah. many different small systems in the back end process and, and you know uh, um, in, in working together yes. so but the, as a fintech we we can test that we we can help them to be this uh, technological arm we can we can specialize in different things you know ai for chatbots mm-hmm. or uh digital platforms to, to to make easier to transfer money from one country to another mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, in our case, help the companies to to uh, reconcile these uh, different bank accounts and and financial information. So I think uh, fintech companies uh, we are very uh, strong partnership uh, with these financial institutions. So so and yeah. and when they start looking at us like not as a competitors but also uh, as as a partners and someone who can test this technology and then we can like add more services. In the financial ecosystems, mm-hmm. uh, this is I think this is going to be uh, a very cool thing because uh, then we can export this technology or export this uh, um, uh, business uh, concept to other countries, right? We can go yeah. to US, we can go to UK, to mm-hmm. other countries because we already proved that uh, it works in in, in this uh, stable market like Canada. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a that's such a great um, insight, and I think uh, you, you know there's uh, there's something that you mentioned earlier, which I, I I completely agree with because you know while we agree that having introducing a bit of competition is healthy in an economy or in a sector like finance, I think it's also important to note that um, you know not everybody is here to compete against each other, but rather you're also like a complementary component in a larger ecosystem. Am I right to say that? Yeah, that's true. That's true because not not all of these companies are dealing with digital payments or, yes. uh, you know, uh, uh, um, um, cryptocurrencies mm. or uh, crowdfunding. No, in our case, for example, we are a fintech company. We but we are working fintech companies to to have all these um, uh, financial process uh, uh, reconciled. You know. Yeah. So, we are not competing with with fintech. We are not competing exactly. with financial institutions. We are not also competing with with accounting software. We are helping them to right. to 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 um to help companies to to have a better idea how the money is moving in the company, for example. Right. So not all of these uh, fintech are competing. So we are mm-hmm. like complementing the services. Right. So it ends up being something of a uh, something like a mutually beneficial uh, partnership. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah, exactly, and and I think this is the only way that we can uh, uh, compete with these big players in in other mm-hmm. countries, right? Uh, if, right? If if we can like have this partnership with another small fintech uh, companies, and, and we can build a whole ecosystem and a whole platform, that that will be really helpful. So because yeah. you you can specialize in, in in a very specific part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting 
Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.ironblake.co for more information. Okay, so Victor, let me highlight some key trends uh, for you before I ask you my next question, okay? So um, according to our research that was uh, conducted by uh, PwC, um, you know, here are some of the key global trends for fintech uh, for 2020, right? So the first one I think is kind of a given. <laughs> fintech will drive the new business model, and I think that's nothing. That's nothing new. Um, the next point, the next couple of points might might be um, in 2020 and beyond, customers will need banking services, but they may not necessarily always turn to a bank to get them, and we we have seen evidence of that even here in Canada, right? Um, then blockchain will move from a largely retail focus to include more institutional use. Um, not quite there yet, but you are seeing some trends in that direction. Digital will become mainstream. I think that part is, quite frankly, unavoidable. Um, then customer intelligence will be one of the most important predictors of revenue growth and profitability. Okay, So those are some of the key highlights from that report. So you're, in your professional opinion, okay, here are the questions. So what are some of the key trends that we should be looking out for when it comes to fintech? And what are some of the key priorities that B2B companies should consider when using digital financial platforms? Well, I think with all this COVID uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, many of these uh, global trends uh, are like yeah. accelerating right now, right? right. Uh, people can can go to the to the bank right now so they have to do all these things uh, uh on cloud you know mm -hmm. using the, the home banking system or by phone or something like that so yeah. and also i think new generation they are they don't they don't like to go to the bank right to be honest yeah. they, they like to do all these services online so i think we are we are there uh, you know uh customers uh, uh digital customer services is, is increasing a lot you know uh, i've seen mm -hmm. a lot of companies right now doing these chatbots more like intelligent chatbots yes. in order to not just to order food or or yeah. play the music but also making transactions right like mm -hmm. hey uh, please yes. could you please help me to transfer from account a to account b so mm -hmm. it's, it's do you want to see all these new services, IoT combined services, because people are needed. That people are like uh, uh, trying to be more productive with their time, so they they don't they don't want to waste uh, one two hours going to the bank and, and to, uh, to to do something that they can do it uh, in a platform, right? So yeah, I think it's 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 something that is happening right now. It's not going to happen in the future. It's happening right now, mm -hmm. and also blockchain because uh, the um, you know. Like a new technology, there's a lot of like of, of, of fantasies about blockchain, right? A lot of yeah. people say that blockchain it works for uh, everything, and, and and I think it's not like that. You can use blockchain for very specific uh, user cases, and and mm -hmm. I think retails are taking um, advantage to this uh, kind of technology. But I know that. Uh, um, uh, there's more companies offering different kind of services using yeah. blockchain in, in the legal in the legal uh, tech uh, companies, mm -hmm. in the uh, regulation companies. You know, because you have to follow some regulation, you 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 want you need to keep that information secure. So blockchain is not just for financial. It's, it's basically to this kind of 
you know, solution that they need to keep yeah. the information safe, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I think that this is something that is, is happening right now. We're going to see more companies doing amazing things in blockchain in, in the following months. And, mm-hmm. and of course, because of COVID, they're like a moving faster yeah. and try to, to, you know, to pivot the idea of, to understand better uh, the, the, the user needs and then like, you know, uh, improve the, the platform, right? So digital, um, you know, it's it's mainstream, uh, of course. That, that's one hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that happens in 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 the undeveloped countries, right? I don't mm-hmm. know, for example, in Latin America, if there's uh, people are moving to digital or not, because you know the if the economy moves a lot of uh, um, uh, cash, cash. So yeah. I think it's it's it's, it's going to take probably more time to to get into this uh, digital. Uh, um, consumer platform, but it, it's it's uh, it's moving forward. I'm 100 percent sure, and yeah. and I think um, you know priorities for for B2B companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think w- what happened right now, and, and something uh, uh, something tell me uh, in in a conversation, and you know, yeah. data is going to be the goal in the future, right? Mm. Uh, it's uh, uh, companies who owns data. Yes. It's gonna it's gonna rule the 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 market because they they yeah. they will they will learn the the behavior of customer right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if right now if you uh if you see um YouTube and then you mm. uh, select a video you will see that the, after the the video finish you will see a lot of suggestions mm. uh, based on your uh you know your your behavior or mm-hmm. based on the, the the videos that you want to listen. The same is gonna fa- happen in the in the fintech industry, right? The, the companies mm-hmm. who owns the data, who owns your, your um, what is uh, what what type of transaction that are you are you doing uh, on a regular basis? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what type of, of, of things are you are you uh, buying in, in this uh, online platform. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, uh, data is gonna be is gonna be important. So I think B two B companies right now they have to they have to uh, especially. Uh, who are offering these B2B services, they they wanna they wanna focus in in how they can use this data to offer a better services to the customer, right? It's not mm-hmm. just to having the the the, the coolest uh, application and yeah. they look fancy and look faster. No, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, how can I predict the user behavior based mm-hmm. on the data that I have from them? So I think yeah. this is one of the most important things that uh, B2B company has to uh, uh, pay attention in, in the mm-hmm. following months. Yeah. Well, those are some great observations, Victor. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that. And yes, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, with regards to, to data, it's going to be like a goldmine, right? I mean, there's that there's that old saying, uh, information is power, right? Yes. So, and, it's, and, and, and this is really the case, uh, case in point. Um, the, the other uh, thing that you just mentioned, which I think is absolutely true, um, the rapid... Um, advancement of digitalization or technology as a result of this pandemic. I mean, like, I'm not going to say that it's uh, applicable across every sector, but at least in many B2B sectors from what um, I've seen and what, from what others have been telling me. Um, if you look back like a year ago in 2019, a lot of B2B companies put digitalization at the bottom of their priority list, right? It's something that they would, you know, they, 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 they think about it, um, they they think about it for the next year. It was something that they would put on next year's agenda. But now with the you know with the pandemic and with the lockdown and everybody's working from home, um, they'd had to resort to online means because um, suddenly now um, you can't visit customers in person. Um, 
going to the bank uh, in person is even like a, I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but it's, it's, it's something that people would much rather avoid these days, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, uh, talking about uh, financial uh, institution, they they mm. they they people are working from their home, so yeah, uh, extending this um, you know access to this uh, internal information from outside, it was mm. it was a kind of challenge for financial mm. institutions. I, I know that, and also you know, mm. you know, like immigration immigration offices, yes. right? They you know uh, government they have a, a problem right now because. Uh, people can stay at the office, but at the same time, people can work at home because it's private information that they can right. access to that. They have to work in a very specific computer. So, mm -hmm. you know, all these things is going to change because, mm. uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the economy can, can stop. They, they yeah. need to keep moving, even, uh, yeah. even that if we can see, we need to stay at home or we can go uh, to the office to work. The economy is, is going to need to uh, keep moving. So I think yeah. that, that this is going to be the driver, uh, the trigger to, to keep improving this faster, as faster as possible. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm glad you brought up that point about like, uh, you know, uh, uh, cybersecurity, because that actually is my next question. Because, you know, with all these changes and this disruption that's happening, uh, not just in fintech, but as you've rightfully alluded to, um, other industries, we can probably expect that cybersecurity is going to be a concern, not just in uh, in this year, but like really like in the future and like moving forward. Because as this, um, as technology uh, continues to develop, um, you know, uh, the the concerns uh, over cybersecurity and the safety of uh, data and information is also going to increase. Right. So, what steps do you think um, fintech companies should uh, take in order to ensure that their platforms are not just compliant? But are also safe and secure for customers to use. Well, you know what, security mm. uh, and and, and uh, information security yeah. is has always been always an issue. You know, even yes. since, since the beginning of the of this uh, social media uh, platform. Uh, mm. Do you remember when we having this big problem with the Facebook, like having you know sharing information with yes. the, uh, Cambridge Analytica, the Cambridge Analytica, mm. yeah, and, and, mm. and like a and they like a. Uh, uh, suggest uh, the, the vote for, for for people in the, in the in the election. So, and then mm -hmm. the same happened, for example, at the beginning of the of the of the uh, pandemic. A lot of people started using Zoom, right? Because mm -hmm. it was cheaper yes. and you know it's very easy to use. And then the people realized that that Zoom were like uh, sharing private information to these uh, or selling information to other uh, companies. So mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, security uh, it's it's always there, and I think it's, it's uh, not not too many people are aware about this problem you know mm -hmm. they they love to share this information in social media or also yeah. you know the tiktok uh, yes. um, platform uh, what happens with the uh, united states government right so mm -hmm. i think i think uh, security has to be there I, i've seen uh, some platform that they are adding an extra Layer a, a double, yeah, yeah a, a layer or double uh, factor authentication in order to make sure that 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 the person who yes. has access into this platform is is, is the right person. So right. I'm seeing how uh, these platforms are increasing this la security layer. Mm. So I think this is going to happen in, in in the following months. And also, if they can start like a, uh, you know. The, the problem that we have today is there's too many platforms uh, yes. to use, right? You have yeah. 
your your email, you have Facebook, you have uh, uh, Instagram, uh, many platforms. Mm-hmm. You have different usernames and passwords. You have to remember mm-hmm. all of them. Something yeah. that is going to happen probably in the future is they're going to find a way to to connect all these um, platforms in one single sign-on uh, process. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you have three, four, five different platforms. With one single uh, username and password, you will be access to all of them. Mm-hmm. That is something happened. You know, I don't know if you've seen that when you're registering in in a in a, in a in a in an event, they say, okay, do you want to register with your email or do you want to use your Facebook, Google, yes. or yes. any other uh, uh, credential, right? So mm-hmm. this is gonna happen because we're gonna we're gonna have thousands of application and you can remember every mm-hmm. single one. So mm-hmm. this is gonna happen. But cybersecurity, it's 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 I think it, it might be one of the top priorities. Uh, especially in the fintech space, because we are talking about money, right? It's not right. about just sharing, you know, personal information about your, mm. your where you, uh, you know, where you fly or mm. what you're gonna do in the following months for vacation. Yeah. It's, it's about your financial information, right? Yeah. So that's why uh, I think a fintech company has to put that in, in, in the top of the priorities. They they, they need to make sure that even that. It's faster, but it's secure, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We can sacrifice, uh, uh, um, you know, security uh, in order to to have a platform faster to transfer money. But because it, it will be transfer, it will be easier and faster to transfer money. But at the same time, it will be high risky, right? Yes. Because you, it's it's very easy for for you to lose the money that you have in your bank account. So I think exactly. in, encryption, uh, double factor authentication. It's might be some of the uh, top priorities for for fintech companies. Yeah, no, those are those are really great insights. And I mean, you know, in this at least in this scenario, it has to be security and safety over convenience. Yeah, I mean, you might yes. have to inconvenience the user a little bit, unfortunately, but then it's also an inconvenience that will also ensure, like you said, uh, that their data will be protected. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you mm-hmm. can lose your data, but also you can lose your money. So yeah, is- well, yes, that too. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, there's in every field, they have what they call conventional wisdom or commonly held beliefs. And, I, and I'm sure, um, you know, there's no exception um, to this, even in the field of fintech, right? So in your opinion, uh, talk to us about one such commonly held belief um, that people have in fintech that you strongly disagree with and explain why. Well, I think um, I I don't know if it's related with uh, with fintech per se, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, talking about blockchain, uh, right? right. Uh, uh, a lot of companies, or at least people, things and say that blockchain is gonna is gonna change the way that we're gonna share information. It's gonna mm-hmm. be faster. It's gonna be you know like uh, uh, you know the, the 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 new the new era of of, of technology and mm-hmm. sharing information. And and I, I'm not agree with that. You know, uh, yeah. you know, uh, blockchain is, is a good platform. It's, it's a perfect platform if you for mm-hmm. uh, a specific type of functionality, right? If you want to yeah. keep information safe, uh, uh, if you don't have any problems, if that information are like spread in in, in many different uh, computers all around the world, right? Yeah. But you have to you have to understand that there is a, a specific type of of industry that based on the regulation you you can do that right mm. and also even that the, people are talking a lot about the uh, uh, blockchain 
there's not too many real solutions uh, using blockchain at, at this time, right? Uh, yeah. For example, I, I, I've been uh, um, listening to tons of comments saying that blockchain and machine learning is going to help uh, the uh, supply chain uh, sector to, to, to control everything. And so you have a recall, I don't know, let's say from the pharmacy, it will be easier for them to identify Mm-hmm. Where is the product in which, uh, uh, even in which store to 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 recall, right? To to mm-hmm. to take out from the from the store. But mm-hmm. the truth is, uh, um, uh, you have to change a lot of things before it happens, right? Yes, because yeah. you have to you have to make an, a standard process to make it happen, right? It doesn't matter if you have blockchain or AI if your data is a mess. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you have a all these fancy platforms, if, if uh, all these companies are doing the process in a different way, they have mm-hmm. different ERPs, they are uh, registering information in, in different uh, in different ways, and, and every single company has a different uh, uh, process, uh, um, internal process for, you know, to, to, to manage the products and everything. So it's not about just the platform, it's also about the how the companies are using or are like um, fitting these, systems in order to get an standard of you know uh, information from them so it's not mm-hmm. it's not that easy it's not i, I have yeah. a couple of friends working in the in the supply chain uh, uh, sector and say hey you know ai is good but uh, it's not like easy to hey i'm gonna uh, implement yeah. ai here and everything's gonna be like a, a um um easy to to implement no i, I think yeah. there's more more than that, we still need to find a way to implement this technology. It's it's a good one. I'm 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 I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of yeah. blockchain, but I think blockchain is not for every single one project. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to take a look. And but uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, there's a lot of smoke, and, 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 mm-hmm. and people think that that it's it's easy and it's going to change and disrupt the the whole uh, you know technology and, and, mm-hmm. and fintech and i think it's, it's not like that yeah yeah no i mean uh you, you know those are th- those are definitely great insights and i and you know i tend to agree with you on that like it's um you, you know at the end of the day this is uh it's technology and and the technology is a medium right but at the end of the day you also need to have um there's uh, systems and processes in place or like what you've said there's also like um you know it involves data and it still involves human interaction and somehow all of these components um, you know, need to harmonize with each other. And, um, and you, you know, you've mentioned it in the past couple of minutes, but, you know, we're, we're not at that level yet with AI where it can, you know, do things like that we're currently doing uh, like 100%. And it, and it probably shouldn't either, right? Yeah, exactly. And especially, for example, AI, they, they need to train their models, right? They need to get yes. data in order to uh, understand. And, mm-hmm. and if, if the data is, is a mess, yeah. You you will get a mad result, right? There's, there's there's no way to to get excellent results if you don't have uh, the correct information. So I think uh, it's good to, to start like a working in these uh, um, awesome models to predict mm-hmm. to project. But I think it's important to understand that if we we don't synchronize the information, the, the human uh, process with the data information, this is gonna take more time to. To make it to make it uh, happen yeah yeah no no absolutely absolutely um victor this has been such an excellent session i mean thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experiences with us um so what's the 
you know, what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? Well, I think uh, uh, on LinkedIn, I'm always like uh, reading uh, messages there and checking mm -hmm. my my um, my post. So yeah, you can you yeah. can reach me out through uh, LinkedIn. That that would mm -hmm. be great. And yeah, always uh, glad to 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 meet new people and talk about this uh, amazing uh, um, uh, sector, which is uh, fintech. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um... Yeah, Victor, uh, once again, um, this has been such a pleasure. I truly appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on and uh, talking to me. So please take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Christian, uh, for inviting me today. And yeah, uh, hopefully we're going we're gonna, like, to uh, keep uh, having these successful stories in the following months. Yeah. And yeah, take care. No, that'd be great. Okay, thanks. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Uh -huh.